Hello and welcome to the Feminist Critique. My name is Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. And I'm Gracie. I do it with a little flair, a little pizzazz. And this. the old razzle dazzle. Dazzle. <laughs> and this, of course, is the fem wait i said the name already already this is already garbage whatever i don't care i do not care this is is a podcast where we put movies to both feminists and inclusive tests and then we ask the most important question of them all gracie and what is that question is the movie good good and we are finishing up our Indigenous Peoples Month. It's been an interesting month. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, I've, I've had a mixed feelings about some of the movies we've watched. I do think that the best movie we've watched is Young Ghouls. Uh, yes. The one we, we covered last week. I think, and, I, and I'm going to hold to that. That's probably the best movie we've watched all month. Now, this film <clears throat> was directed by an Aboriginal man. It was co-written by an Aboriginal man from Australia, and it's technically about his parents, or at least his mother, in some form. Um, and that movie is The Sapphires. Now, this is, of course, based on a true story of an um, Aboriginal uh, quartet of women mm-hmm. from Australia who end up going on a USO tour in Vietnam during the conflict. Yes. And, I got uh, a lot of thoughts they... about this movie. A yeah, lot. we have a lot of thoughts <clears throat> about this movie. Um, so, it's also based off of a stage play from the same name. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it was directed by Wayne Blair. Uh, it was written by Keith Thompson and Tony Briggs. Tony Briggs being the son of one of the uh, women from the quartet. Cast, inclu- cast includes Tanika Lonesborough as a young Gale. Um, I don't, well, you don't need to know that. Gregory Fryer plays Selwyn. Miranda Tapsell plays Cynthia. Deborah Mailman plays Gale. Jessica Maboy plays Julie. Um, Chris O'Dowd plays Dave Lovelace. Chris O'Dowd being the most notable name in the entire cast. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't like this movie. I thought it was pretty cringe. I think it was not good. But critics gave it a 91%. <laughs> and when I tell you I was shook, I was fucking shook. Yeah. Um... I have very mixed feelings about this movie. It definitely um, was cringe uh, for beca- because of one aspect where it was like, oh, yikes, fuck the fuck off. Yeah. Um, but I overall, as the story, I didn't mind that. I thought that it was um, I thought that it was good. Right. The story in general but the romance between two of the people, I was absolutely like no fucking way. Um, and then also um, the character of Cynthia was the best part of this whole movie. Like Cynthia made this movie. was the best. I loved yeah. Cynthia. I love Cynthia. Like 
And you know what's so funny? What passed through my mind just now? You remember watching 22 Jump Street? Mm-hmm. Cynthia! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, 91% critical and 76% audience. <clears throat> Me, personally, I didn't particularly like this movie. I thought the acting was pretty decent. Um, I thought... Uh, I thought it was it was okay, but like it's nothing to write home about in my opinion. I'm I'm honestly fucking surprised that it got an, a, a certified fresh. Oh like, yeah, like I don't think that when I say that I I liked the movie, I liked the music, um, and like I liked certain aspects of the movie, but there were other parts that I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, like no. So so, so the, but but we'll, we'll get into that right. So this movie starts off with people, um, with girls running and then getting on stage to sing a song in um, whatever uh, the native tongue for Aboriginal people is in Australia. I'm sure there yeah. are multiple, uh, multiple dialects and stuff. I'm not exactly sure which one it was. But anyway, they're singing and then like time seems to pass forward and you see uh, the characters of Cynthia... And um, Gail getting ready to go and um, they're getting ready to go and audition uh, for some money or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, their younger sister, Julie, really wants to go, but she's considered too young. Her mom doesn't want her to go. Um, One of the few things I do like about this movie is the music. And every single woman in this film who sings has a very absolutely beautiful voice. Like, can't complain about that. Very beautiful. Um, But anyway, so Cynthia and Gail end up going to the pub in town. And the the thing I want to say, though, beforehand, because um, when they're singing with their mother um, right at the beginning... Mm-hmm. I thought that that scene was just so um, I thought that it was so lovely because it kind of showed like that dynamic of um, of like mm-hmm. th- how close knit their family was. And there's also the the thing, too, is like um, Julie is upset. She's mad that she cannot go. Um, and, and she also she has a child and she's also considered like too young. Right. So those are like mm-hmm. the two reasons. And she's like standing there with her arms crossed, pissed off. Right. And then Gail kind of like like shrugs at her and she's like when they're all singing and then she joins mm-hmm. in. And I, don't, I yeah. just thought it was a really like sweet moment. It It's a very sweet. So <clears throat> Cynthia and Gail end up going into town to the pub This is where we meet Dave Lovelace, who is played by Chris O'Dowd. Dave is a drunk Irishman who sleeps in the back of his car, who is holding the auditions for the prize money or whatever. He can play the piano. He works at the pub. Yeah, he's like a a talent scout or something. Something. Yeah, he is. Like, I'm going to straight up tell you, he is the worst character I hate like him. he is I not likable at all, and I almost feel like they kind of went with almost like a league of their own sort of mentality for this. Very similar vibe, yes. Yeah, like a dude that's on the outs, his life sucks, and then you know 
he he's like he catches compl- a break through the talent of women and yeah. then profits off of it. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's big yikes. But um, <clears throat> anyways, so they decide to sing uh, a Merle Haggard song. And I um, loved the country western representation, by the way. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> I was like, um, they're singing Merle. Ooh, I'm here for it. And it sounded beautiful. Absolutely and th- beautiful. And that's the thing. The two, like, they are easily the best and even julie comes in at the very end and like like knocks it out of the park like it Uh is it is fantastic you can tell compared to like some of the other stuff that we had seen before in this talent show like Mm -hmm. it is a rinky dinky town of um uh, of you know talentless people yeah and then and then uh the white lady that owns the pub ends up giving the prize money to a girl named Celine or like Jocelyn or something like that. And and obviously it's rigged, right? And and so Dave's like, "Hey, you know that those girls, you know, are the best out best that you've had." And she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, they're black. They're 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 scum. I don't want them in my pub." And also, "You're fired." Um so he comes out and he's like, "You know what? You guys are pretty fucking talented. And there's this thing here that I happen to have in my hand uh where you can audition for the USO tour uh in Vietnam." And mm-hmm. and so, you know, Gail and Cynthia talk about it and you know, what? yeah, sure, fine. We'll we'll give it a go if you can get us in, you know. So, they end up going back to um the mission. Um it's not a reservation, it's called a mission. Um, yeah. And when they get there, you know, the dad, I love Gail and Julie's dad. Yeah. I like, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. But anyway, he takes Dave down uh, to go fishing or whatever. And he's like, listen, you're going to take care of my girls. You're going to make sure nothing bad happens to them. Um, and if you don't, I have a really big knife. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> <laughs> And all it I is could actually think, quite funny, all I right? Think was and that um, stupid crocodile Dundee line. He's like, and he, like, you see this knife? <laughs> I'm like, dude. Yeah, and like we get he, it. Um, it is the it is the it's the southern equivalent of a daddy polishing a shotgun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Where he's like, if anything happens to my girls, I'll kill ya. Um, but then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's so, not a good thing. It's just entertaining in a film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what ends up happening was, uh, huh? Nothing. Hello? Hey. Oh, what did you say? No, I said, are you going to talk? I think we're having a little bit of a delay issue. Oh, no. Ajeline? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. You just keep cutting in and out. Well, I don't know how to fix that. It's Discord's problem. Well, don't worry. Just edit it out later. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, I guess anyway, I'm just going to so have to edit this out. So he ends up getting them an audition. Okay. Which means they have so, to go to... To Melbourne. Yes. 
Um, so they go to Melbourne and they convince Julie, uh, they convince, uh, Julia and Gail's parents to take them along, like take Julie along. And then they get down to their uncle's house and it turns out there's another person that lives in Melbourne. And this person is Evelyn. No, Kay, excuse me. Kay. Kay. Yeah. And Kay was very white passing. And so... She was taken from the mission to be raised by white parents. There seems to be quite a theme in the films that we have discussed this month. Amazingly, Mm -hmm. Lost Generations span anywhere there was white colonial and imperialism. Imagine that. Imagine fucking that. So she was actually considered one of the stolen generations in... Um, Australia, like Aboriginal culture, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or also known as stolen children. Mm-hmm. And essentially what happened was uh, children who could pass were taken from their families by the government and agencies and church missions, right? Mm-hmm. And then they were, uh, this was from about 19... 19- um, 05 to 1967 and then they were placed um, into like homes and uh, or or schools or whatever right to be raised as to be more yeah yeah very very in the same vein as Canada's kill the Indian thing and this is yeah. a his, this is a historical thing that the U.S. did as well and not just to indigenous Americans right we also did this to black children Really? In slavery, if you think about it. Think about it. Oh my it. god. Think about it. Am I wrong? No. No. So, we have a very, very long, horrible history of white people invading land, colonizing it, and then taking the children of people of color and raising them as white in order to take the quote unquote savagery out of them. It's fucking racist bullshit that they don't teach you in school. Isn't that nice? No. And that and that's the thing. They went to her house, right? And she was having a having like Tupperware party. <laughs> the original MLM. True. Um Hey, you saw and- my joke. <laughs> <laughs> you joke thief. I'll do whatever I want. It's funny because it's exactly never what I said while we me. were watching it. I said, Oh my god, it's an MLM. That and Mary Kay, the OGs and Avon. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, I fucking hate MLMs like more than anything in this but world. Ashlyn, they don't you piss me off. Girl boss, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like honestly, no, no. Like they are so predatory, and like right, they're gonna pop up so much, especially with people who are like having a really tough time with finding jobs. Like mark my words. Like, MLMs are going to be, like, the next thing. Like, they're already kind of a big thing, but it's mostly just, like, people you went with high, in high school that are like, hey, girl, what's up? And you're like, fuck off, Marianne, okay? We haven't talked in, like, 16 fucking years. You suddenly are all buddy-buddy because you want to sell me your bullshit. Fuck off. Mm. Just saying, I hate so MLMs. Anyway. <clears throat> you're fine. So, any who's? What ends up happening uh, is they get to, um, Kay ends up joining in, right? Um, After initially saying no, she ends up joining in. And so they're all down in um, the basement of one of their uncle's house. And they're learning all about uh, 
you know, Dave says that what they need to do because they are black is do soul music. Soul music is like country western music in the fact that it's very depressing. But the difference between country music and soul is that country music is just whining about it. And soul music is trying to rise above the circumstances you're in. And because you're black women, that's what you deserve. And I fucking hate that he did that to them. Because... At the time, country music was the most popular fucking genre in the world. Mm hmm. Outside mm-hmm. of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Like, Dave. fuck all the. Ra- okay, I, exactly. <laughs> I need to talk about Dave for just a moment Please because. Let it out because I hated okay. that motherfucker. <laughs> Dave is absolutely the worst piece of shit character in this entire fucking movie. Like, there are things that he does that is just so fucking cringe that is like... And, and like, this oh movie God. was not even made that long ago. It was made in 2012. You know what it okay, gave within me? the last goddamn decade. But it really was that sense of, like, I'm cool with the people. And it's like, fucking no. Stop it. You know what this reminded me of? And I think I said it while we were watching it. It really is just, like, the Australian version of Green Book or The Help. Where Mm -hmm. the story Mm -hmm. should definitely be about the black women in the film. And yet somehow, 50% of this movie, out of the five main characters, goes to fucking Dave. And I hate it. Yeah. And he's the worst. Like, he even says something to a black character later on. And he's like, you know, like... I might be white on the inside, on the outside, but my <gasps> blood runs black. And I was like, "What like, the fuck are no. you talking about, I was like, Dave?" Shut the fuck <laughs> up! Shut the fuck up! Like, no, like what? I wanted to, I wanted to punch him in the face the entire no. time. Like, there, I there was hated him. There was something that happens later on in the movie that just gave me the absolute biggest fucking hope in the world. And then it just, like, dashed my hope into the fucking bricks. I was so mad. I, like, I did not like him at all. I feel like this movie would have been a hell of a lot better if he had not been in it at all. Because he's constantly negging and harassing the women he's supposed to be helping. He's basically molding them into what... He wants them to be, and they don't have any, like, you can tell men wrote this movie, because, like, let's be honest, there is more character development with Dave than there are any of the main women in this movie. They're all pretty much static. They don't, not, none of them really grow as people or as characters. They stay pretty much the same. The only one who has any real character growth is fucking Dave. And it, mm, I would say I would say K two, just because there is that line of, um, her going back to like you know her roots and going back to her family, mm-hmm. and being like brought into the fold. But other than that, but it's, they don't um, spend enough time on that. That's the no, thing. No, they don't spend enough time on the dynamics between K, who was raised to be white and was like you know, raised to be racist against her own fucking family. They spend Mm -hmm. maybe five fucking minutes on that. 
And yeah. then, yeah. like, okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. So what ends up happening is they do win the audition and they get to go to Vietnam to be on the USO tour. That's cool. Now, they did have another name, right? But they ended up changing it to the Sapphires after looking at Cynthia's engagement ring, which had a sapphire in it. And um, the other thing is Cynthia's, like, uh, has a fiancé, but... She got a yeah. bad for her fiance who broke up with her and cheated on her. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Named Jim. He is. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, they end up going to Vietnam. And here's here's the thing that I'm going to bitch and moan about. Okay. This was one of my major problems with this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie mm-hmm. is touting itself to be anti-racist, right? But yeah. every single Vietnamese person in this film is just a fucking token or a background person. One person has speaking lines. One Vietnamese person in the entire fucking movie. They filmed it in Vietnam. Filmed in Vietnam. One person had a line, and it was a bellboy saying you have a message. That's it. All of the Vietnamese people in this film are just props for the main characters, and I fucking hated it. You cannot tout racism being an issue for one group and then using racist tactics against another because there's a fucking joke while they're in like a bar where the sapphires have their first like real you know um performance they make a joke about how one of the one of the women who's working as a waitress could be a, a rebel that could throw a grenade at any moment. And it's played for laughs. And I was yep. like, wow, this is really fucking imperialist <laughs> for, a yeah. movie, for a movie that is, you know, I'm surprised it's very, like, the messaging is very imperialist and very Western for a film that was made by a couple of guys who are indigenous Australians. <laughs> I was just like, it's very, it's very westernized. Very. Oh, yeah. It's honestly, like, fucking garbage. And, like, that that's what makes me so mad because this movie could have been great. Like, it, it like, there's, there's changes that they could have done to make this movie so much fucking better. Like, get rid of Dave as a character. For sure. And, like, 100%. put somebody else. Like, somebody that, like way more interesting as the manager or like, have still... or have dave but pull back the romance and pull back him mm-hmm. and make the focus instead of the focus because the main focus let's be honest was about gail and dave fuck getting it. together fuck uh fuck the fuck off with that like yeah exactly like you are right but i hated it I hated I every single fucking moment of it. I hated it. Because they had, like, little moments of them flirting and, like, looking at each other like and stuff. And the entire fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, like, they hated each other and, like, the love or haters to lovers. And, and I usually love that trope, but not these two. I fucking hated every moment. Every time I saw it, I was like fucking no don't don't you do it gail don't fucking look at him like that well Are yeah you, i mean stop gail you are so I mean, much better than this piece of shit they're going on the tour right and then one night like you know he he tries to impress her with some blackened catfish that one of the one of the guys uh in the u.s army makes 
and and then she rejects him so he goes and he gets fucking drunk and stoned and starts gambling again and then basically starts to refer to her he's like what are you my wife then we find out that after all of this flirting he's been doing he is in fact married to someone mm-hmm mm-hmm and the other thing too is like every character in this have uh somewhat of a romance off to the side or whatever right unnecessary like, as fuck yeah and i mean yeah. this is someone who loves a good romance but the focus again was basically on like for a movie that's about the the four of them together there's more focus on them individually having romances than there is about them growing as a group together this is where i think the sapphires fails where movies like dream girls work dream girls mm-hmm. focuses more on the dynamic between the women and it works yeah. in their favor that way. Right? Yeah. This movie does not do that. It focuses on romances. And it's like, could you not? Could we could we have a good drama about like I mean, even even other like group movies. Um Well that's the thing. They could have focused more on like Gail and Kay at, and them coming together, right? Because right. they, they do, were the ones the two with of- the most tension. Yeah, exactly, right? And and they do have that, you know, in parts, but I don't feel like they focus it on enough. No, oh, they have one fist a- fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, and then there this was part also- killed me, by the way. Okay, okay, yeah. So here's Gail, right? Tells the story of how um, when they were kids that uh, the government came and how all the kids went running off into the like went running right because Mm -hmm. kids like Kay were usually taken and it was her job to make sure that the kids were all good right like gail's job and then then unfortunately yeah got pneumonia and then they had um brought her to the hospital and then the hospital like staff had told the government who took Kay away right Mm -hmm. and like Gail feels bad about what happened, like it was her fault or whatever, right? Yeah, because so Kay, she's telling this heartbreaking story. It is mm-hmm. horrible. It's it's honestly fucking disgusting the things she's saying, and it's one of the most gut wrenching parts of the movie. Like it's probably one of the best moments in the film is when she's discussing her guilt over the fact that she th- feels that she failed her cousin, right? And then. What does Dave fucking do? Oh, well, I bet, you know, I could do the the stanky leg. Like, that's not, that's not the actual dance move, but it's very similar. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? She literally just told you one of the most traumatic things that happened to her as an aboriginal woman in Australia. And your response is to just fucking try to make her laugh with your goofy white ass. I hate yep. it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated him. I was like, I was ready for him to die. Well, here's the thing. He ends up forgetting the fact that while he was drunk and stoned, that he gets a phone call from the manager in charge of the USO tour saying, hey, you guys have to make it to this place without escort. So they're on the drive there. That's when Gail finds out that he's married. Um, they get there. Cynthia ends up like having a throwing a fit and gets quote unquote kicked out of the group. 
But then, after their performance, there's a big attack on where they're at. And so Mm -hmm. they're, like, running, trying to get to helicopters, trying to get out of there. And then, like, Dave's like, no, I have to turn around and run back and find Cynthia and Kay or, or whoever. And then you see him get shot. And we were watching this with five other other people. Every single one of us cheered. That's how much we hated him. We were like, yes, he's dead. I was so happy. I was like, yes, he's fucking dead. Yeah, they'll be sad for a moment, but then they'll forget about him. And then I had a horror. And then I had a horrifying thought. I said, guys, we didn't see his dead body. What if he's still alive? And guess what? Guess the Surprise. fuck what? Surprise. He's fucking still alive. Fucking uh. murder. And this is a part two. He had sent a letter to Gail and it's him reading it and it's like, uh, I love you and like, let's get married or whatever, right? Like, it, it is the worst sort of piece of shit letter. And, and she's like, it, it, and the actual actress who plays Gail is like phenomenal. Good job. And she's yeah. like, yeah, did a great job, you know, is is crying because, you know, she thinks that her lover is dead or whatever, the person she's in love with or whatever, right? But entire the entire time we were just like, good, he's dead. Thank fucking God. Thank God. <laughs> and then they, like, kept framing scenes where it's like, oh, God, he's going to fucking walk in like he didn't have a goddamn scratch, isn't he? Isn't he? And then, and then they're on the phone with her mom, right? They're talking on the phone. They hang up. And some bellboy, the only Vietnamese person in the whole fucking movie with lines, pulls up. And he's like, there's a message for you. And then we're in a hospital. And I said, fuck, no, no. And there he was laying in a fucking hospital bed breathing. And I was like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) He's alive. They should have kept him dead. Oh, my God. And then like him and Gail kiss. And everything's all right with the world. And then she's like, yes, I'll marry you. And they end up going back to the mission where her family lives after the USO tour is over. And the movie ends, like, with them talking about how these people are based on real life people. And. Oh, yeah. They, like, announced to the family, like, that the two of them are going to get married. And, like, everything's, you know, happy, joy, joy, whatever. Yeah. And, and then it, you know, explains that, like, hey, this is based on f- uh, real people who uh, did go and perform, but, you know, they didn't. So, to tell you what a slap on a face, this face, this movie is to the actual Sapphires, here's some trivia for you. Okay. There really was an Australian girl group in the 60s called the Sapphires, but they only had three members, not four. When they were invited to tour for the troops in Vietnam, two of the group declined because they were anti-Vietnam War. Yeah. And so one, the one remaining Sapphire, took her sister with her to tour. Yeah. So the imperialist vibes where we're supposed to root for the U.S. military in this movie, which... Uh, spoiler alert, the U.S. military being involved in Vietnam is probably one of the worst atrocities that the U.S. ever fucking did. So many innocent people were killed. It's very similar to Iraq, 
Should have never went there. Should have never, like, got involved. Right? Oh, it's to stop communism. Fuck off. Anyway. So, two of the original fucking members didn't even go to Vietnam because they were against the Vietnam War. Um, so, when this movie premiered at the uh, Cannes Film Festival, it received a 10-minute standing ovation. I'm so mad. This is a movie that is specifically made for white people to feel good about themselves. It mm-hmm. really is. It, it really is. Very, is. It's, it's Green Book and the vibe and Crash. You mm-hmm. watch it and you go, oh, aren't we so glad we're past that now? Pat on the back. Pat on the back, white people. Pat on the back. Did such a good job. Fucking good job. You know, fucking bang up. Bang up, man. Like, um, <sighs> so the other thing, too, is the song that the girls originally sing as children is repeated throughout the film. And it was originally a gospel hymn about Moses that was translated into the uh, Yorta Yorta language. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the dialect they were speaking. Um, and then also the film's North American DVD cover art caused considerable controversy and allegations of racism as the American poster showed Chris O'Dell front and center with the Aboriginal girls as white silhouettes in the background, despite his smaller role in the film as a whole. I disagree with the idea that he had a smaller role in the movie. I think that he and Gail were the main characters in truth. Yeah. Because they had the most screen time. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as tests are concerned, uh, Bechdel test. Um, do you have two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man? Yes, this does happen. Same with the racial Bechdel test. This does happen as well. Um, McElmoy test. Do you have a woman whose story arc isn't about pushing a male narrative forward? I would say that for Cynthia out of the group, because all of the other ones had romances, um, and Kay also being able to, like, you know, be basically adopted back into her family after being separated from them. Um, so I guess that also makes it past the, uh, DuVernay test. Now, the sexy lamp test. Could you replace a named female character with a sexy lamp? Um, would it take away from the plot? Uh, as, as much as I love Cynthia, she really is the one that has the least amount of story. And if you took her out of the group, like they did at the end of the movie... It wouldn't change the movie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because, like... I'm sorry, I I think that the actress did a good job with what they were given. But it's a flat-ass character. It really is. Like, they made her the sexy, fun one. And, like, I love her. She was sexy and fun, but also zero mm -hmm. substance. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cynthia. Then um, there's the Vito Russo test. Do do you have um, someone in the film who is GSRM, uh, part of the gender, sexual, or romantic minority? Do they matter to the plot? Are they more than just their um, their sexuality or their uh, or their gender? Um, and the answer is uh, no. 
Uh, there's nothing like that in this movie, so it does not pass. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, the last task, uh, the last test is the Kez test, which Kez has talked with us, and there's another name for the test that they want us to use, um, but I don't remember what it is at the moment. I'm going to have to DM, DM them. Um, but is there someone in this fil- film who isn't able-bodied, perhaps, or who is not, um, or who is neurodivergent? Um, do they matter? Are they more than their disability? And the answer is no. So... Then it becomes a question of, well, is the movie feminist? No, not at all. This is what I like to call corporate woke, where it looks like like they're trying to be inclusive and say racism is bad, but at the same time, it really is just a movie made to put ass in the seats, and it's not good. <laughs> it doesn't do a good job of it. It's very woke corporate feminist. Which is, I mean, is very much the vein of um, the company that distributed this. Yeah. Was it the Weinstein Company or Miramax? I mean, either way. Yeah, it was. Either way. (laughs) It was the Weinstein Company Mm -hmm. for this one. (laughs) The the movie we're doing next week is Miramax, which is also Weinstein, so... I mean, we're not getting away, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I I did not care for this movie that much. And I do not think it is feminist, except in the sense of that it's like when a brand changes their their Twitter uh, header to a rainbow flag during Pride yeah. Month and then, you know, gives money to anti-LGBTQA plus charities, like... It plays it being supportive while also being very shallow. It's very performative. I don't yeah. like it. But so. let's be real. Those outfits that they were wearing, like the blue sequ- uh, sequin ones, were beautiful. It's true. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry we're ending uh, on such a downer for Indigenous Peoples Month. It's probably... Like, I like smoke signals more than I liked this movie, and I didn't care for smoke signals that much, like, in the grand Well, that's a, class. see, that's, this lies the pro, like, the problem, right, is that there aren't that many indigenous movies out there, and those, like, the ones that are out there are either indie films, or if they aren't in indie films, they're, you know, like, shit like this, where it's, like, fake wokeness. Right. I think the thing is, is like, I think Smoke Signals would have been better with just a little more polish, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was a necessarily bad movie. It was just, it needed a little polish and shine. Something that a bigger budget would have allowed for, you know, or maybe allowed for better actors than the movie that, you know, they had and were yeah. given. But the problem is, Hollywood doesn't want to put money into movies that are made by indigenous people in the same way they don't like to put money into films that are made by black people, right? They have a really hard time giving over the reins as white guys to women of color and to men of color. And it's it's just aggravating because, like, if you put money into the hands of these people, they would give you a fucking story. Like Jordan Peele and Get Out. Yeah. Right? He ended up creating a massive fucking success that takes jabs at white liberalism. 
And it's a good-ass movie, and it's one of the most successful horror films of all time. And it's because y'all gave Jordan Peele money. Maybe if you started investing your fucking shit into non-white creators, you would get more diverse, fantastic films. Just a fucking thought, Hollywood. But Gracie, will it make money? If one, if they give money to one person and it doesn't make money, then that means that nothing will ever like be a success again. Drop Dead Fred exists. Hey, listen, some some people like that movie. Okay. <laughs> I rest my Freddy case. Got anyway, that's a better that one is it. to use. That one does exist. Oh god. Um, yeah, that movie exists. Anyway, um, that is going to wrap things up here for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, You can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Feminist Critique. You can check me out on Twitter at South of Grace. And our uh, podcast slash Twitch Twitter is at Feminist Pod. Just a heads up, um, Ashleen and I have been discussing Mm -hmm. and... I think it is worth making an announcement that due to the fact that we are streaming now very, very much three and four times a week, um, and we both have full-time jobs, that we are still going to be doing the podcast, but you're going to have to watch it on Twitch uh, just for making things a little easier for us. So we are still doing the podcast. We're just not going to be releasing it in audio format anymore. Yeah, not on spotify or anything because like we'll keep up all of our episodes um yes but it it is a lot of work to put out the podcast and and as that's why we want to continue it on because we do enjoy it i just don't want to edit it anymore i'm gonna be honest it's a lot of fucking work (laughs) putting this out and And it's and it's so much it's so much more fun we've realized when we do podcast on stream interacting Mm -hmm. with our audience and getting your guys' opinions, right? Like, I, I think the interactiveness of Twitch has really been a, a really nice blessing for us. And we've really enjoyed that. And we love our podcast, so we're not going to quit it. We're just going to stop uh, distributing it as audio only. <laughs> so I am sorry to all of you that have been listening forever. But you can definitely still listen to us on Twitch VODs. Um, we're going to be trying and doing it every other week. Uh, so... So yeah, we'll, we'll still be doing. We love yeah, you guys. exactly. I think it's just because we do get a lot of like radio silence and uh, not a lot of people. Um, like, not that we expect you guys to like send us messages all the time, but it, the podcast is a lot of work for the little mm-hmm. interaction that we get. And uh, I mean, yeah. And we had to do this before with our Disney podcast, you know, we we, we have to weigh and measure these things because we we do both have full time jobs and we just, you know, we love doing this, but we we appreciate the aspect more that Twitch offers. So, yeah, feel free to follow us on Twitch again, twitch.tv slash feminist critique. We 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 upload um, we're 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 live three and four times a week. So. You're going to catch us. And we also do <laughs> other know, things and- to, uh, besides movies. We are also um, 
we do a deep dive on like a certain topic once a week. Uh, we also do atheist Bible studies and then we do like kind of news of the week or um, a -hmm. fireside chat where we talk with other Twitch streamers about like a certain topic. Yeah, yeah. And it's and and then um, you also uh, if you go to my Twitter, at least um, I have a discord invite and we have a really banging community, you know, like we have really great people in our community that that sit and chat with us and watch movies with us. Because that's another thing. If you join our discord, you can join in on watching films mm-hmm. with us. And it's great. Um, so, yeah, like we have watch parties at least once a week. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so thank you guys so much for listening um we're definitely going to finish up the podcast on uh on through the the first of the year so all of december's episodes are still going to be on spotify which gives you uh spotify and apple and all that so it gives you enough time to migrate uh over to twitch but um starting in january we're going to be doing uh the movies uh on twitch instead so that month is going to be who done it so much for listening (laughs) yeah exactly Um, So, again, thank you guys so much for for listening and hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.